0: Hello and welcome to the show. That line that you just heard was from the song You're So Vain by Carly Simon. And I always wondered what that meant, clouds in my coffee. So I did a little bit of digging and I found that Carly Simon meant that she was deceived by the man in her life and by looking at the patterns of the cream in the coffee, the cloud, so to speak, the white against the black, it basically made her wake up and smell the coffee, so to speak, and realize that she needed to get away from the man that was deceiving her. Now, there have been a number of different theories as to who that was, but it's still a great way of thinking about what clouds in your coffee mean. For me, clouds are the cream (laughs) that I pour into my coffee, and I like to see the patterns of the cream as it floats around. Then, of course, everything blends together when I stir it with my spoon. And that's what I'd like to talk about today, is how patterns are important to us and important in our lives. Now, let's think about clouds So we talked about clouds in the coffee, but when we think about the clouds in the sky, and sometimes you can see certain animal shapes or the clouds resemble certain things depending on how you look at it, but did you know that there are 10 different cloud types? Yes, I thought there were three, but when I was doing a little bit of research, I found that there were 10, which is very interesting. Now, when we think about patterns in our lives, let's first of all talk about what a pattern is. And according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, pattern as a noun, there are 11 different descriptions of what a pattern is. And when you think about pattern being used as a verb, there are three more. So there are a lot of ways of looking at patterns. Patterns are basically all around us. Patterns are in nature, in colors, in behaviors, in thinking, in music, in science, mathematics. It is everywhere. And let's think about what a pattern is to us. So basically, you know, aside from the descriptions in the Merriam-Webster dictionary, a pattern is a regularity in the world you know, so it helps us think about design or abstract ideas, you know, so a pattern basically is repeated in a predictable manner, you know, so for instance, when you think about a a geometric pattern, it's formed of different geometric shapes, and repeated, you know, so when you think about, let's say, like wallpaper, or tiles, or clothing, you know, that have patterns, the patterns are repeated. And when we think about in mathematics, for instance, or science, patterns follow, again, a predictable rule, and it allows us to predict what's coming next. So it's a study of patterns, in a sense, and it's the number sequence and, you know, the structure and so on. And when we think about patterns in science, looking for different types of abnormalities, for instance, or looking for the way that cells are grouped together and being able to discover cures based on the patterns that you see. So it's really quite fascinating. And what makes patterns great is the fact that they help us understand why things work the way they do. Humans actually are natural pattern identifiers. You know, when you think about things that are possible danger to us, we recognize certain telltale signs, you know. So, for instance, uh, in the jungle or in areas where there are different ways of identifying what dangers could be coming, we hear certain sounds and we learn to identify that those sounds mean that there is danger and you need to run away (laughs) from that danger. And finding patterns is very important to us because patterns make our task simpler. You know, so for instance, if you have a problem that you need to solve, you can look at patterns because whenever we find a pattern, let's say you're putting together a puzzle and there are certain patterns that you look at. And so you start building the puzzle you know so typically you might start in the corner piece and then work from there but when you're putting the puzzles together I mean obviously you have a photo on the box of what the pattern is supposed to look like but it's a different thing when you actually start putting it together so when you think about solving a mathematical problem the more patterns you can find you know so it's a process of elimination so to speak the easier and quicker it is that we can solve those problems. And when we think about patterns in music, you know, certain songs like the, you know, the the lyrics, uh, the songs or the music notes can be repeated as a pattern. And when you think about choreography, you know, when I'm doing my Zumba, there are certain steps that are repeated. So it's a pattern. And so then your participants that are learning how to do Zumba will recognize that, oh, okay, this is a pattern, I know this, and I remember this. You know, so our mind immediately thinks about what that pattern is. And patterns also provide a sense of order in what might be otherwise chaotic, you know. So being able to understand and identify recurring patterns allows us to make educated guesses And helps us develop important skills of critical thinking and logic. Which is very important in our life. You know, so we need to be able to use that critical thinking and that logic to make choices. And to solve problems. And to create things. Because without a pattern, you can't create clothing. Without a pattern or schematics, architects I should say would have a hard time creating buildings and creating things. Uh, When you think about designers creating basically anything, artists, musicians are using patterns to create songs, to create art. It's amazing to think about how patterns are all around us. And when we think about patterns in how we behave, sometimes we fall into the pattern of perhaps dating the wrong type of person or finding that same type of friend and we rely on that type of pattern not realizing that it's a pattern at the same time and when we think about how we can recognize in changing those patterns or changing that that type of thinking they say that mindfulness can help because it's a way to allow us to start recognizing those patterns. So when we talk to our friends or to a counselor about, I don't know why I keep dating the wrong guy or, or marrying the right wrong guy or so on and so forth, it's an opportunity for us to be aware of the patterns that we get ourselves into and to be in tune with what's going on. So trying not to think about the past or thinking that I'll never be able to break this pattern, I'll never be able to find the right guy or the right person or the right position or the right whatever, fill in the blanks, but it's taking a moment to stop and observe what is going on and decide if you want to break that pattern and create a new pattern, a pattern that is a different path, you know, something that gives you a new sense of purpose in making sense of the world for yourself. And let's talk about paths for a second. You know, when you think about a labyrinth or a maze, those are basically patterns that you follow. Now, a labyrinth is one way out of the maze. So there's only one correct way that you can get out versus a maze itself has several different ways that you may be able to leave the maze. But it's learning about patterns. So for instance, if you are going in the direction and trying to get out of the maze or the labyrinth, you are looking at following a certain pattern and realizing that if you hit a dead end, okay, so I need to remember that the dead end is over here and not look for that pattern. And learning to recognize ways that you can move around in that labyrinth. For me, the best way of thinking about patterns is what code breakers or cryptographers, or they're called crypto analysts, use similar patterns to either write or decipher messages. You know, in World War II, cryptographers or, or code breakers, well, first of all, cryptographers would create messages and secret coded messages. And they would also create crossword puzzles that would allow the person that had the. So you had to have a certain code breaker in order to understand and decipher those messages. And that was way that, ways that they could send coded messages. And code breakers would look at patterns. So for instance, the letter E is the most popular letter. And so when you look at a crypto quote, For instance, and you see a letter that is used the most throughout that particular crypto quote, you can make an assumption that that is probably the letter E. And speaking of crypto quotes, that is something that I do every morning. And it's a way for me to, well, first of all, it's a a challenge for me to see if I can actually decipher the crypto quote, but it's also a way for me to train my brain. So the more I see patterns, the more I'm able to easily identify those patterns. So for instance, not just the letter E, so you're looking for the letter that is used the most throughout, but then you're looking at letters that are by themselves. So a letter that is by itself is either an I or an A. So you make an assumption, okay, so if it's a letter A, let's see where else that letter is used throughout that crypto quote or that message and does it fit? And you can make some assumptions. So for instance, if a letter A is used at the end of something, chances are it's not an I or an A, so then it needs to be in front of something like an N or an S or a T. Similarly, if you see that the same letter, so if there's a four-letter word, the same letter is used at the beginning and the end of that word, you can make an assumption that it's probably the letter T. And so then if you go with that assumption, you look throughout the rest of the message to see where else that letter is used and does it make sense if it's a T. And typically then, if it's a T at the front and the end, the second letter is probably an H. So then if you're looking to see where that same combination of letters then the H is for the, that, then, they. And so you can easily fill out or try to fill out as much as the message as possible. Then if there is an apostrophe, so if there's an apostrophe at the end of a letter or of a word, I should say, followed by a single letter, that is either a D, an S, or a T. And then if it's two letters after an apostrophe, chances are it's maybe an RE or a V E, And so you can start to look at patterns. You can start to see where you can fill in those letters. And sometimes what I do is I'm not 100% sure that it is what I think it is. And sometimes you just have to go for it and just make a decision that, okay, I'm going to decide that this is an A or an I or a T or an S And then as you start filling out and solving the other letters, you're either right in your assumption or you realize that, no, okay, actually I made an error. That is not what it is. And so then you know what is the right one to fill in because as you start solving all the others, you then realize what the message is going to be. And it's really kind of fascinating to go through that kind of an exercise because when I've completed my crypto quote, I get the sense of satisfaction. And it's kind of fun to do that. You know, it's fun to do a puzzle. It's fun to draw art. Hi, it's Jenny. We'll get back to the show in a moment. But first, I invite you to check out my website, coffeewithjennyb.ca. That's Jenny with a G, where you'll find all the links to my episodes. You'll also find a variety of coffee gifts available for purchase, including my branded bag of Red Door Coffee Beans from Harrison's Coffee Company. As well, you'll find a link to join the Winnipeg Coffee Community Facebook group. I'll also be posting info about upcoming coffee tours and coffee nights. So keep checking my website for updates. You can also follow me on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. Now, let's get back to the show. Something that many of us do when we're feeling bored or when we feel that I'm just not feeling creative right now. I'm not feeling inspired by what I'm doing. I just, I feel like I need to do something else. And so what do we mostly do is that we doodle and we just mindlessly draw and just doodle things, but we're not just mindlessly drawing. We're actually creating patterns for ourselves. There's a show that I loved watching. uh, It was called The Good Fight. Actually, the series is done, but there was an episode where one of the characters was sitting beside a lawyer and It was during a meeting and the lawyer, she looked over and this person had um, her notebook open and she was drawing a series of circles, one after another, after another, and she would fill an entire page of drawing these little circles. And the lawyer looked over at her and asked, why are you doing this? And she said, it helps to keep me sane. And that... That was a a kind of an aha moment for me as well, because when we're feeling stressed or we're feeling that we're in the middle of chaos and we can't make sense of the world, we don't know what to do with ourselves. So it's either running amok and going, ah, I can't stand it. Or it's channeling that chaos. It's channeling that stress. It's channeling that boredom. It's channeling that feeling of being out of control. By taking that control and drawing circles or drawing pictures, drawing whatever makes sense to us, whether it's drawing squares, whether it's tic-tac-toe is another way of looking at patterns, right? So creating tic-tac-toes for ourselves and drawing mandalas, drawing the beautiful circles, circles within a circle drawing outside patterns. You know, my friend Sarah draws beautiful, beautiful, beautiful drawings, dragons and mandalas and flowers. And that's a way of tapping into that creative side, that allowing us to put it all out on paper, taking that creativity and channeling it again to try to, Reduce the stress, the the overwhelm, the overthinking, the whatever is going on with our lives, and just bringing a sense of calmness, a sense of peacefulness in us when we draw those patterns, and draw the circles and whatever it is on that paper. And there's other ways of thinking about patterns. So when you think about the game of chess, for instance, that is. Another way of looking at patterns. And in fact, pattern recognition is an important concept in chess. So again, when you think about the patterns of how the, the knight and the rook and, and how each player in the game has an important role and the pattern of what you can do to advance your game. So for instance, when you are playing chess, and you think about what the other person is doing, you can see the pattern that, and sometimes if you've played chess enough and you can recognize patterns, you can see what the other person is going to do. And sometimes you can actually see a few moves ahead of what is happening. So you're looking at certain patterns. So you're thinking to yourself, and again, making some assumptions. Okay, so if they move that piece, this is what's going to happen. Or if they move that one, this is what's going to happen. And so then you can decide for yourself what your next move is going to be depending on what they're doing. And sometimes if you've played chess enough, you can almost anticipate what the other person is going to do without them even realizing that that is what they're doing. And so you learn to recognize and anticipate And sometimes, again, in the sense of doing that crypto quote, you're making some assumptions in terms of what the other person is doing. And so it's really interesting to think about how patterns can be so important to us. Now, when we think about our children, thinking about how they are learning certain things or how we've learned when we were children and growing up, is how patterns can help us make sense of things and help us to learn and help develop our skills. And so encouraging children to look for patterns can help them develop their math skills, for instance, their vocabulary, and allow them to take notice of the world. You know, so when you think about music, for instance, there's the song that I've sung to my granddaughter, Lenny, you know, the wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round. So you repeat that, you repeat the songs, nursery rhymes are patterns. Clapping games, when you're clapping, that helps them to understand the patterns, patterns in color, that game where you have to identify. So you're looking for matching, you know, so you turn cards over and you're looking for what's matching. Colors, okay, what comes next in this series of colors. And playing games, you know, you can ask open-ended questions. So what do you think is coming next? Or what if I took this away What do you think is going to happen next? You know, learning how to speak a a different language. Again, you're looking for patterns. You're helping them discover what those patterns are. And you're helping them discover math. The multiplication table, you are looking at patterns. And you can learn to quickly identify what those patterns are. And it really helps to expand your mind and really help you to understand what the world is all about. And I want to get back to our behavior, you know, the way that we think and what we can do. So when we think about what we can do to change our behavior, change our thinking, is to understand what it is that we want to do. So when we think about our patterns and our ways of behaving and thinking, that if We believe the patterns from our past determine our future. You know, so again, the idea that we did that and we should continue doing that, then we typically hold on to them. And it's really hard to get rid of those patterns. You know, they patterns develop into habits, and it's really hard sometimes to break those habits. But if you believe that the most important patterns are to be discovered, or that you are looking for new patterns, you want to change the way that things are are happening in your life and you want to break those patterns, then the future possibilities are limitless, endless. You have the ability, you have the choice to create the different patterns for yourself, to look for different patterns, and to think about how those patterns are important and how they can shape your life. Because patterns, as I mentioned at the beginning, are an important part of our life. In fact, advancement in all areas of our life, mathematics, science, music, art, literature, all contain patterns. And the advancement of taking those patterns is the discovery of new patterns. And so as we develop our logical thinking, our critical thinking, we... Learn to see new patterns, develop new patterns, create new patterns. When we think about all the people who discovered patterns that helped us in advancement, Einstein, Louis Pasteur, it helped us in terms of what we're doing today. Cryptographers, code breakers, have developed a way that we can use codes for security purposes to protect our privacy, to protect ourselves. When we think about the advancement in medicine, using codes or code breakers to look at patterns in lymph nodes, for instance, in identifying certain types of cancer. And there is so much more in the field of medicine, in the field of mathematics, that we rely on patterns again to help us to move forward and. To accomplish so much in our lives. And so, until next time, think about the patterns in your life. Is there a way that you can use this to help your child in terms of developing skills and increasing their their brain capacity and learning how to identify patterns? Is this something that you can use to change your behavior or your way of thinking? And is it a way that you can use it to have some fun? So try tackling a crossword puzzle, a crypto quote, doing a puzzle, going for a walk in a maze, and maybe challenge yourself to look for patterns in nature, the patterns in flowers, in trees, in art, in music, and enjoy the journey. Thanks so much for listening. If you like Coffee with Jenny B and want to know more, connect with Jenny on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. That's Jenny with a G. Until then, all you need is joy and more coffee. It's said that the more time you have to invest, the greater the return. Well, guess what? Kids have the most time if we learn to invest early. That's why I created the Cash Kid Podcast, where I teach kids and some adults financial skills they need to know on how to earn, save, and invest their money. Join me on this journey as we interview experts and explore topics that allow you to grow your money as kids. This podcast will help you become the money expert among your family and friends. Just remember, anyone can be a cash kid. You just have to learn how to become one.